All right, episode 32. We're going to talk Zach King here again and talk. We're going to make this episode a little bit more unique. It's going to be a little bit shorter, but we're actually going to ask our audience for some input on this because it's something that I think him and I have struggled with as business owners and we have our, our opinions on it. Um, but we definitely need some perspective for, from the millennials, you know, X and Y's or whatever you call them um, these days, specifically because that's a huge part of the job force, right? And so uh, Zach has an interesting perspective on it because of his restaurants he's owned and the restaurant he owns in Vegas now. I, I um, deal with a lot of them with a the gym and or Green Guard services. And, you know, there's just certain perspectives that him and I don't necessarily understand because of uh, the generation we were raised in. And even George behind the camera had expressed even his generation because he's probably a couple years older than us. So um, <laughs> he's laughing right now. So, so with that being said, why don't you share what we talked about off camera here in a second, and then just gonna explain kind of like maybe the perspective we want from from the people listening. Right. So I'm just like when I started like late 2007, early 2008. You know, from now when I go into restaurants or talk to people or even other friends that own businesses, there's just such a, a change in the mentality of the workers and far as in, in regards to actually money or salary being really the real motivator into sure. getting them to work or even get getting them to reach their full potential. And, you know, guys like us, they maybe start out from grassroots, you know, dead broke, you know, you, you get into this hustle mentality, like, man, you know, money, if I, if I could just get some money, that'll change my whole life. And I mean, obviously not saying money's everything, but you, you, you're, you're working this grind, you're doing this constantly to provide a better life for yourself, regardless, right? I mean, yeah. if you didn't want to do that, you just stay home, you wouldn't even go to work. But what I find now when I go in a lot of restaurants or deal with people, uh, that own other restaurants or any businesses, it's almost like I don't I don't even know if money is the the real motivator. Specifically, for the employees. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so, as a, as a business owner, when I'm when I'm hiring somebody, you know, I, I mean, call me crazy, but how I'm looking at it is, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna go home and cook dinner for you. But what I can do is help you help you find a way to put food on the table for your family. And so, when I'm hiring you, you may start off as a dishwasher, you may start off as a line cook. Uh, but that's only because you know you got to start somewhere. I'm hiring you for fit first of all, and then I'm hiring you to say, hey, this person can can roll with me to the top, and ho hopefully one day be a GM or be even a franchisee or that yeah. type of you know. That's the th those are the type of people I buy into because you know in the restaurant business there's such high turnover. So if you can weed at least a majority of those people out and get somebody who's going to run with you, not only is it a better fit for them, but it's a better fit for your customers. Yeah. But you know, it's just tough to get somebody to buy into that if, if they're not buying into the fact that, you know, how do you motivate them? Yeah. I mean, we're in the same thing, specifically with Green Guard, where we want to hire somebody and it takes such a long time to train these people. <clears throat> a lot of them, mind you, we're a little bit different, um, but I've seen it in restaurants, even from, you know, with all the restaurants we service, where it's in at nine, out at five, 5 p.m. And to be honest with you, and this, we don't want to make this a complaint session, so to make that very clear, we want perspective on this from our listeners, but I can tell you that people are like at 5.01, they're out, which means they're packing up at 4.55, right? Yeah. And for you and I, we're like, fuck, man, just work till 5 p.m. Like, and, right. then, and leave at 5.10. Like, yeah. like, I don't get it, right? And so again, it, it's, it's, people are going to call me crazy. I've had this argument or debate for, many time, for God knows how many times. And they're going to say, Nate, well, you're crazy, man. You, don't, you, know, you work way too much. You don't see your wife too much enough. You don't take vacations. 
I clearly people that know me know that's complete bullshit because I take plenty of time off. <laughs> you just came uh, back from exactly, <laughs> and I'm gone half the summer, right? Yeah. And and so her and I have that arrangement. And we're fine, but for the for the haters out there, good for them. I, I have no problem with that. But the right. point being of that is, is that there's you don't have to be as crazy as Nate or Zach, mm-hmm. but you don't also have to be that I'm out at 501. There, there's an in between there, and so for the people that are that want that really good work-life balance, which I respect. What, what we're trying to find out is what motivates those people as a whole, not individually, not saying, hey, I'm trying to support my mom, but like, what is it as a whole that motivates that, that, that generation or that millennium, right? Because the reality that what, what I struggle with and trying to understand, and I think we're, we're figuring this out slowly, is one of our first, epi- the first episode him and I did together is relevant if you want to be a business owner or if you want to just be the person that retired at 55, what does that look like and what are the steps, i.e. the goal and then the incremental steps to get to that goal? So, you, so I guess the question would still be that same philosophy would apply for, for this for this situation is if you like the nine to five, great. You want to go hiking. You want to do all the stuff. You want to pay your bills and just be happy. Fine. But what does that look like? And help me understand this when in ten years. Mm, totally. Like, you can, are, are you gonna? Are, is the nine to five gonna? Maybe it will for certain circumstances. But I would tell you just from experience of hiring hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people, knowing payroll and all that. How is that going to substantiate maybe buying a house one day? Maybe you don't want to, and maybe you want to just travel the rest of your life. Okay, well, how does that substantiate traveling? Exactly. Because if you're an hourly job, you're not going to be able to take off a ton of time because that's just not the way it works. Totally. Right? And so, so what does that look like in 10 years? And have you really established what that looks like? Again, we're not sitting there saying you got to work 12, 14-hour days. And I, and, and I got one better for you than that, Nate. Not only do, what does that look like, but what happens when that 9 to 5 tells you, fuck you? Yeah. So now here you are, you know, you've lived this good life and it's easy life and you got your health benefits and you got your vacation time and you punch in and punch out. But now you pretty much are are at their mercy where if they tell you, you know, you may have a 10 year plan, but what if they only got a two year plan for your ass or not even right. And and if you and if you're if you're off at five and you're packed up at 448. I mean, I, I guarantee you, you ain't, you ain't going to probably even last six months. So it's like, how do you get somebody to understand that? And then, like my mentor always used to say, you either pay it now or pay it later. I'd rather us grind at, you know, 20s and 30s and be sitting on the island chilling at 45 or 55 than, you know, stretch this thing out and, hey, you're 70 years old and you're still working. Yeah. And yeah, you know, you had an easy life and you had Martin Luther King Day off and whatever. But what do you really have long term to show for it? And do you really have that fuck you money where if you wanted to take two years off or go on six vacations a year like Nate, could you be able to do that? Yeah. And even if that's not your goal or passion, what, what is? I mean, there's got to be something to make you tick. And that's what I, that's what we're trying to figure out. Yeah. So any perspective or any, any ideas behind that? Again, it, we want this to be more of a global thing, not like, hey, you guys are wrong. Because again, we're not saying we're right. We're saying simply you don't have to be crazy asses like us working 15, 16 hour days when we are working. But there is an in-between between that and a nine to five. And, and again, to his point, the reality is, is the job market right now, unemployment's relatively low. Right. And, and, and unfortunately, schooling's so damn expensive. So even if you get your degree, you're into it for 60 to $100,000 these days. And that doesn't guarantee you a job. And it doesn't guarantee you a job. And then if it does, I know, because I speak at, at colleges, I know the dean of business of the college I went to. So I'm speaking from knowledge here, not just out of my ass. That most college students aren't making 40, 50, 60 grand a year. That's it. So, so then, what, so then, what does that look like? And, and then, if you lose your job, and now all of a sudden you have, even if it's a subsidized school loan, at five hundred dollars a month, how does you know that? I, I spoke yeah. to a woman at the gym the other day. I won't name her name. Her husband's a, um, some form of a doctor. He, he has school loans of three hundred fifty thousand dollars. That's she, she is a pharmacist with one hundred fifty grand. So that's five hundred k in yeah. one household. and they have six thousand dollars payment a month for it. So she's just like. You're working for them. She's like, it's going to be 45 to 50 years old before we're out of debt and we can enjoy life. She goes, 
I don't know if we would have necessarily said no to my husband because he makes three, four hundred thousand dollars a year. It probably makes sense, but right. for me to make a hundred at one hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars, and she's just like, so it just doesn't make sense. So again, the the point is, is that at least they're going to make good money afterwards. But the problem is, is even four-year schools like Cal State San Marcos, I'm not one hundred percent positive on this, but I think it's like sixty to ninety grand based on how long you're there to get a four-year degree. Well, at that point, what is and then, and then all of a sudden you graduate because you can now have your degree because that's the thing to do, which is fine. Gary Vee is going to say, that's why I told you guys not to fucking go to school, right? <laughs> right? You know what I'm talking You got to think about it. Can't argue it at this point, right? There's something's going to change there. But the reality is, is at that point, how are you going to work a nine-to-five, pay that? It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me, right? And then the second you lose your job, now you're in financial trades, and now you're saying, well, you know, hand me outs or whatever the whole argument behind that is. So. Give us perspective on that. Let us know what, what works for people out there these days. Maybe if you're a business owner, if you've hired a lot of millennial, what works for you? And again, we're looking at it from the perspective, I just want to be very clear about this. Millennial are very, very skilled. They're very good with computers. A lot of them, a lot, some of them are very good socially, good with social media. Some aren't because of the social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so that's, that's not the issue, is that their performance generally, if they want to, it could be very good. What I'm concerned about is their livelihoods and caring about them as a person long-term. Totally, and just real quick, two things. First thing, this is still a job. I mean, I don't care how you, you may be sitting home on your couch on your phone, or you know, this is great, but this is still something you've got to work at and constantly do it. So don't, don't take this lightly. That technology's great, and I'm not saying, you know, you got to fry chicken with me 90 hours a week, but this, this is still a grind. And this is even more competitive because now everybody has this in their back pocket. And there's a million, if not more, people just like you doing the same thing. So, you know, nothing wrong with this at all. Nothing wrong with relying on technology to build your business or whatever. But it's nothing. It can't hurt you to also get your hands dirty. Yeah. Now, one thing I, I, like I said, there's definitely been a, a transition in the last 10 years. I mean, 10 years ago, employees used to ask me, hey, you only gave me 35 hours. There's no overtime this week. Now I got employees asking me, hey, can I get two days off this week? And next week I need three days off. So it's like there has been a total, there's a totally different, and it's the same chicken, it's the same macaroni and cheese. I didn't change the recipe, right? So it's the same, it's the same store, but it's a totally different mindset. Now here's what I don't know. If you're telling me, you know what, Zach? I need three days off so I can open up my own goddamn chicken restaurant, then I, I congratulate yeah, you. Good for you. Yeah. That I love. But if you're telling me I need three days a week off, you know, and then you're not you're not working on your own craft or your own hustle. That's where I have a problem. So, so yeah. So I mean, if, if you're telling me, hey Zach, you know what? I ain't coming in this week, or I need I need the minimal hours. If you if you are finding a way to train, use that time to help your own family or better yourself, I commend you. Yeah. But if you're if you're not, you got to look back and say, hey, look, what like Nate said, what does this look like at 55? Am I still gonna be frying chicken with Zach, or am I gonna have the life that I really am able and capable of having? If I just put the time in, or say like, I just never had the opportunity. I, I have a, a couple of friends that are in their 40s and 50s that have said that. Like, I just never had the opportunity, or just shit didn't work out for me, or whatever. And it's like, come on, was it, was that what really what it was, or was it not that? Was it the right. fact that you'd made the wrong decisions from when you were 20 to 30 to 40 years old, right? Or too scared? Yeah, and and yeah, and that's a lot of, and that's why I try to spend a lot of my time helping people with that stuff. I can tell you, in the last three weeks, I've had five or six people come to me individually and say, Nate, clearly you're doing something right, whatever that may look like to certain people. Um, I need your perspective on what I can do to get to a point or even if it's similar to your direction or whatever it is. It makes me feel really good, but at least people are recognizing that even if you don't have to be the, the crackhead Nate working until friggin' 11 o'clock at Hardcore Fitness at night because he has to get shit done, mm-hmm. there's, there's, it doesn't mean they have to be at five, done at 5 p.m. either, right? right. And so, and so that's, it's cool to see that, but for the people that aren't there, Fine, but then just let me know how that looks. Mm-hmm. And if, that, if you say I'm going to be a minimalist and I'm going to go move to Montana, perfect. And, and perfect. 
But the reality is, is any metropolitan city, Chicago, Los Angeles, New York, even places in Texas now are getting super expensive, Seattle, San Diego, you're not going to be a, you, a nine to five is just not going to cut it. There's literally a news, something on the news just the other day saying that teachers, this is freaking disgusting by the way, teachers inside of San Francisco literally are keeping two and three jobs and living like four, like, like in a dorm room because, the, because teachers aren't making enough money. Right, right. And, that's, and that's who's, that's who's building up your youth. And, yeah, and that's right. terrible, right? So that's a whole a different discussion in a different podcast. But, but the, what I'm getting at with that is like, you got to figure out a different solution there, right? And, it's, and so if you think you're going to survive on a nine to five in any met, major metropolitan city, with the exception of a, of a few things, it's just, it's, I, I'm just curious how people are doing it and how that's going to look in 10 years. Right, and there's always been a, a big line of de- demarcation between the haves and the have-nots, but a lot of that, like you say, comes back to that work ethic that you've got to put in to get there. And if you don't want to do it, and if you're not thinking these things, or, I mean, like I say, we, we don't have all the answers at all, but one thing you, you can't expect is for people to feel sorry for you. I'll tell you that. I mean, if you, <laughs> that's uh, 55, 45, I mean, if you had an opportunity and you say, you know what, I don't want to do this, or I don't want to go extra a week or work that extra hour, I mean, you can't ex- expect people to feel sorry for you when it doesn't pan out your way. When you, especially when you have that opportunity there or a boss like me or Nate is hiring and say, hey, I'll, shit, I'll give you 90 hours a week. I'll let you. I want you to be the GM. I want you to be better than me. That's the whole point of me hiring you is because I believe in you. For example, right. is my assistant, mind you, he's and people know Arnie, so I'll keep it relatively light here. But he's definitely had his rose in the bump with, with Green Garden. He's a young guy. He's 30 years old, learning, learning the finances and all that stuff. Uh, but he knows that he has a great opportunity with my apparel business. It, it was intentionally trying to dis- substantiate support for on, on-demand branding and all that stuff. And it's become so much larger than that, farther, far more than we thought. Right. And I'm like, listen, man, you crush it. And we figure this shit out. You might be, be able to become an owner. He is a millennial. It's the definition of it. But he's starting to figure out. He's, he's actually an example of like, oh, damn, this is an opportunity I don't want to lose. So this, this dude's not here on the weekends. He's here at 8 o'clock at night. And again, he doesn't have to be, but he understands. If you want to all of a sudden become part owner of a business like this, you're going to do what the hell it takes. And oh. so then he doesn't look back and be like, shit, I should have tried that 10 years ago. Right. right. And then for those people out there, those millennials, I mean, that's not our generation, but why not be a jack of all trades? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, okay, yeah, you got the technology, you can sit on your ass and do this, but why not, why not have both? I mean, what are you, what are you losing by, by, not, by not knowing everything about your business? I don't get it. I mean, what are you... What are, you, what are you gaining by just only being one, one way or not willing to... Be well-rounded with the knowledge, yeah. right? Yeah. So for people listening to there on this, for the sake of this episode, again, it's not a bitch session because we just don't understand it. We just want perspective, right? George is laughing. George, not funny. Uh, <laughs> but but re- reality is, is we really want to understand what people's perspective are about that type of, this type of millennial and how, how it looks and what, it, and what their opinion is when it comes to... If they're fine with wanting to live that lifestyle, fantastic. If you can do that and make... And, and survive and live and be able to retire happily. Give me the recipe. I'd love. To, I'd love to hear it. And I'm not saying it's not out there. We just have. We just don't completely understand it. And so we'd love to hear some uh, perspectives on it. So that's episode 32. Uh, thanks for listening to Startup Nation. Yes, sir. Thanks, guys.